Hello and welcome to the Hockey Hurts Podcast for March 1st of 2017. I'm Ryan Wilson, Penguins writer at HockeyBuzz.com. I'm Cameron Walsh, uh, Hockey Hurts. No, yeah, I am HockeyHurts.com. Uh, and I'm at an airport. <laughs> yes, we are um, the only trade deadline podcast operating out of an Australian airport. So we have that going for us. Uh, Cam, you're you're on your way to Melbourne, correct? I am indeed, yeah. We uh, missed our flight this morning by like three minutes, so a little bit of dead time, so why the hell not? So Cam is doing uh, what all the traded players are doing, getting on planes, hopping on them, and going to different cities. Yeah, I'm just not getting paid millions of dollars to do that, that's all. And I will play the role of Flurry and stay where I am at my oh, normal you spot. Smart-ass. You absolute smart-ass. So, if you hear some uh, airplane noises... If you hear some announcements, I apologize. It is what it is. I, I feel like, uh, you know, people would rather have us get it out right away and deal with some of the... I mean, we've had chainsaws going on this damn podcast before. Uh, and, and birds, so I think we might be okay. So, okay, trade deadline, it's done, it's over with. It wasn't very busy. Some of that might have to do with uh, Las Vegas expansion draft and that kind of stuff. But there were some big deals. We we were talking about Shattenkirk uh, about a couple days before the deadline. He ends up going to Washington. That's bad news for the Eastern Conference. Yeah, that was already a pretty awesome lineup, and the fact that they got Shattenkirk is um, uh, very unfair on, on the rest of the East. It's just a shame that they have to go through their own division um, rather than getting rewarded for being the best team in the in the league. Basically, they're going to go. Shattenkirk, Carlson, Niskanen down the right side. That's amazing. Yeah, no, that's deep end. Um, and they can all move the puck with a great first pass or, or, or good decisions in regards to when to skate and when not to. So um, this is probably the best roster they've ever had, and they've had some good ones. All of them can run a power play, too, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, the, one of the things is, like, you hope that it doesn't happen, but Injuries inevitably, injuries or suspension inevitably happen in the playoffs, and you you hope that um, the best thing for them is that with three of those guys down the right hand side, any of them can run the power play. So if they lose, it's not like Pittsburgh. If they lose Latang, their power play, I know they've got Schultz, but their power play tends to suffer. Um, they won't have that problem with either of those three players. Yeah, and I would say Pittsburgh's power play suffers with Latang out because of the entries, not as much the in zone. Yeah, I think you've said it before. You want Latane to get the puck in, then get him off the ice. Well, he's been better last few years, I think. He used to do it's some still, things. I, I, yeah, the, st- the statement still stands on. I think it's a good one. Uh, I don't think Washington gave up too much. And I think they're in a... They're in more of a win now than some of the other teams based on well, contracts and that kind of stuff. That's your question, isn't it? And that's where the, the window comes down to. I mean, McClellan's done a really good job of, of understanding where the contracts are and where the age of his key players are. Sorry, guys. Um, where the age of his key players are. This is going to be an interesting podcast. Yeah, it certainly will be. So if... Like you look at Ovechkin, like he's 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 getting on in regards to being you know awesome, awesome. He's still going to be great. So, but his his cap hit does take up a, a large chunk of change. So he has to work around that. So going for it this year, really good idea. Like you said, he hasn't given up a lot of the future, seeing as no, they didn't even now. give up their top prospect. No, and and they win now. I mean, St. Louis really did screw themselves by not getting rid of Shattenkirk last year. They could have resigned. I mean, like he's a good player, but they're they're strong down the right side too with Pierco and uh, yeah, Pietrangelo. It's Pietrangelo is there, isn't he? Yeah. Well, you you made a reasonably strong case to trade him and and keep Shattenkirk. Yeah, I thought that that could have been an option, but uh, they didn't go that way. Washington is going to reap the benefits of that in the in the, the short term, yeah, and then. Everything I see, Shattenkirk probably be a New York Ranger. That's hilarious in that he could knock out the Rangers and go there in the in the off season. I so, find that so funny. 
I don't have much more to add on that trade that, that other than a really great team got even better, and they're the clear favorites. And uh, even a team like Pittsburgh, fully healthy, I would consider an underdog. Oh, I agree. Hey, one, one thing to mention about the Shattenkirk trade is that New York did the right thing. If they're pretty confident that he's going to go to them, don't give up assets now. I know you're, it's you're not going to get year. by Washington anyways. No, and I know it's another year of Hank getting a year older, but you, you just get there and go, okay, we'll, we'll cop that one on the chin and we'll, we'll get a puck-moving defenseman for free, technically, asset-wise. And they got um, Brendan Smith. In the Not that he's on that level. but <laughs> No, but it's an, it's, a, it's an upgrade on what they've currently got. So that was, uh, I think, the biggest trade. Um, so. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, biggest and best trade in that sense. There were some really strange trades um, for you know lower level players and, and stuff like that, that that makes me think what the hell. But you get that everywhere you go, really, don't you? Yeah, uh, we'll jump around a little bit. Ottawa getting uh, Burroughs for what I understand was one of their decent prospects, Jonathan Dolan, and then immediately extending Burroughs to two years, five million each year. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. I didn't realize that he got extended. Oh, yeah, he got extended already. Oh, what the... F- <laughs> I honestly... Okay, that's just... Stupid, that's just bizarre. I don't I don't understand what Dorian thinks that they're going to get for that length of time out of bias. He's already showing signs of decline. He ain't playing with the Sedins no more. <laughs> no, and, and as, good as, as good as their top... Like, he shouldn't even be playing on the top line you know, in Vancouver, to then go and put him on the top line. Do they, the GMs hope that they just get reinvigorated and they're ridiculously good out of nowhere? I mean, I know it happened to Schultz and Daly last year, but that doesn't happen as often as, as people would like to think. The Schultz thing is, is a clear example of a player put in a role he can't handle on a terrible team being put in a sheltered role on a pretty great team. Yeah. I mean, he's done well with his expanded role this year, but he still had to have his confidence put to a point where he can feel like he can do those things with his skill set again. But I don't, I don't see a positive for this for Ottawa, and particularly contract-wise either. Now they did do okay towards the end of today. They traded Curtis Lazar for a second-round pick. Yeah, they've done well to get a second forward. And you're you Kapaka or whatever. <laughs> You know, Yakapaka! Yeah, no, no, I'm pretty happy with that name, so I might hear him a bit more often now he's on the East Coast. <laughs> so that was really good, because Curtis Lazar is currently, the last three years, putting up a 5v5 points per 60 of, I think, 0.77, which is identical to Brooks Orpeck and Chris Neal, so... Yeah, okay, so you'd want to be a little bit better. It, it feels like that was a mishandled asset in regards to how they tried to bring him along a bit. Ottawa fans would have to, to clarify that a little bit more for him, for me in that sense. Or maybe he's just a he's just a bust. But yeah, who knows? Hopefully a change of center will help him out. But um, it's it's funny how GMs can win a trade and lose a trade all in the space of what forty eight hours. What's that? It's funny how GMs can win a trade and lose a trade all in the space of forty eight hours. Oh well, yeah, that's that's how it goes. Mm. Um. What do you think of the San Jose-Vancouver trade for Hanson and Goldberg? Well, I think Hanson's a, a good, uh, I believe, an okay depth player. More offensive than he is possession. I was surprised to see Nikolai Goldobin go the other way. I thought that was that a yeah. first-round pick for them. He's, he's almost a point-per-game player in the AHL this year, so it's not like he's not tracking towards the NHL. So um, Yeah, he's not tanking in the lower level. But I'll say this, the West isn't the East this year. I think the East is the better conference. <laughs> and maybe the Sharks feel as though they have a road to, you know, they are in the Pacific. L.A. can't score. They might not even make the playoffs. Oh, come on. they got a $5 million golf scorer. Yeah, they sure do. I don't understand that. Um, but, yeah, I get what you're saying. Technically, the, the road to the Cup Finals again for, for um, San Jose um, – uh, technically is a little bit easier than they've had in the past, and they should feel confident now of being able to walk that path. Yeah, they're still a good team. Yeah, exactly. I was just surprised to see that. But I don't 
keep tabs on that as close as some. So maybe it's not a surprise, but yeah, yeah. Hey, I got a I got a feel for Dalton Prout leaving sort of. Columbus to go, to go to New Jersey. Yeah, um, with Kyle Quincy going the other way, kind of a whatever trade. Except for the fact that, sort of a that movie, Prout had another year left on his deal. They need cap space, don't they, as well, for the offseason, don't they? Probably. So. Yeah. It's one, those, it's one of those things that's hard, is that you, you do have to try and think about that sort of stuff. You're going into a playoff run, you, you can't just think about the next couple of months. You've got to also try and think about what you're going to do cap-wise when it gets to the offseason. So it must be frustrating at times. What is that? A duck? Um, yeah, that was my um, yeah, that was my ringtone. Oh, you don't have ducks in the airport? I don't have ducks at the airport. This oh. is not where I used to be in okay. Melbourne. Birds everywhere. <laughs> okay. Um, so I just want to. Uh, I there's going to be no rhyme or reason to where <laughs> what topic no. is next for this, because. Uh, <laughs> I have no organization in the airport. Okay, so Tom, uh, let's do a little Red Wings. Uh, Thomas Vanek uh, goes to Florida for Dylan McElrath and a third-round pick. <coughs> I'm sure Florida's probably got a little bit of a stockpile of picks. I could be wrong on that. But Thomas Vanek has had a really great year. His points per 60 is almost uh, 2.8-something at even strength, which is awesome. Uh, a lot of that has been his usage, and I hope the Panthers understand that, put him in that spot, and they could get something out of it. You you take the theory that, you know, the Panthers all went in on fancy cats, and, and you, you do think they would do that. They would try to put him in those situations. They should understand putting him in situations to make him succeed. They will get good results if they put him in, in spots in the lineup and zone starts that are unfavorable to his lack of leg speed and they're not going to get what they want out of him. So it'll be interesting to see how the general manager slash interim head coach uh, goes about getting this done. But Vanek didn't didn't go for nearly as much as one of those rumors was like two first round. I, I don't even know. Well, no first round draft pick got traded. No, but you see a million tweets on a trade deadline. Day. No, I don't I know where that. half the crap comes from. I can't remember if it came from a credible source or not. Or well, the Perguins. The Perguins were making wheeling and dealing this. Uh... Hey, if you ha- if you hadn't have uh, got if you hadn't have sort of paid out of me early uh, early yesterday morning, I'd have got got by that one of those Pergen um, uh, trades. So thank you very much for that. <laughs> I thought it. I don't get all bent out of shape with it. I mean, it's not hard to check the follower counts. But it's also very funny. I find it very amusing. So, you know, Vanek there. I guess when he grew up, he watched a lot of uh, Lemieux and Yager. Just to, Thomas Vanek's been in the league a long time, so just to date Yager. <laughs> Vanek was watching him growing up. Uh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> which, which is about right, because Vanek is probably my age. And Vanek, when he was 14 years old, played for the Rochester Junior Americans right here. In fact, oh, really? some of my okay. high school teammates played with him on that team. Right. So he he not only played his uh, AHL hockey here, he played his pre-USHL hockey here. So, so basically, you two are like best buddies. <laughs> yeah. I don't quite have the gambling problem, but, you know. Which, by well, the way, he was part of. Him and Jager, uh, well, well, no, yeah, there they go. Maybe he got it from Jager. But Vanek was yeah. caught up in a huge gambling bust that happened here in Rochester. Oh, that's right. So. Yeah, so I, I think that trade for, for Florida sh- should work out pretty well. Um, they obviously felt like they needed a, a little bit more firepower up front to actually finish the good position work they've got. So, um, not the silliest thing. Um, for them to do. Somehow they got rid of Steve Ott for a six-round pick to Montreal. Montreal. Okay, yeah. Montreal traded for Ott and, and one other player that I didn't really Dwight King? understand. Yeah, so have they just decided to go, we're going to grit our way out of this? 
And then they got rid of David DeHarnay for Brandon Davidson, who's a depth defenseman. That was fine. Yeah, that one. That, that I can see the logic behind that trade, but the, the Dwight King and the Steve Ott um, trades, I'm, I'm a little bit like, what the hell's going on there? <laughs> Even getting Jordy Ben's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's just those two trades. It's almost like they've got a. We're not tough enough. We need to make sure that we don't get pushed around. I don't get the logic behind that. I don't think that's going to be their problem. At least Detroit sold. They got rid of Yurko for yeah. a third-round pick. Yurko hasn't been tracking that well. So credit to Ken Holland, who I thought was was going to try and go all in on making that playoff run again. Um, this is this is a, a pleasant surprise for Detroit fans, to be honest. Yeah, but I mean the writing's on the wall. Probably should have started it a couple of years ago. Didn't. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like you said, the writing's been on the wall for a couple of years, and, and they've re- refused to pull it apart earlier and, and and move forward with it. So it's tough. They're going into a new arena next year, and they're not going to be good. No, they're not. And their owner just unfortunately passed away too. Yeah, that makes it even harder. Uh, <laughs> teams that should have been selling more but did not. Colorado comes to mind. Now, yes, technically they did trade Aginla to the Kings, but he may have been traded for literally nothing. I don't know if you saw that. Well, it's a conditional fourth round, so what's the condition? The Kings win? Kings need to make oh, the playoffs. Oh, the Kings have to make the playoffs. And or he has to resign with them. And if he, neither happened, <laughs> see ya. So what was that right? Either he, either the Kings make the playoffs or Aginla resigns. Otherwise, they don't get anything. Well, that's literally just get rid of. Um, that's literally just get rid of a contract there. So, but he's a UFA. I thought he had a little year. Oh, then that's just okay. Every GM should be calling Joe Sakic. Well, I guess if there's something going for him, they didn't move Duchesne and Landis Cog. Therefore, they still have them and haven't made a bad trade yet. So, Yeah. So, was the Dwight King trade to create room for a Gimler? Because um, they're tied on the cap. Uh, Dwight King. I'm going to try and look up the cap hit. Yeah, I'm not quite that organized. No, no, understood. He was 1.95. They probably didn't need to move him. I think... Did Colorado retain money on that? Uh, I don't see anywhere that says that they did, but... I'm on TSN, but I'm not sure it says salary Mm -hmm. retention. I'm I'm on the hockey news, and I don't see anything that says that there either. Hang on a second. Where the hell did that music come from? Oh, what the hell? Ah, uh, this is good. Oh, sorry, guys. Um, is... uh, um, yeah, I can't say that there's any... Whatever. It doesn't matter. Does it really matter? Yeah. We're going to really waste time talking about Colorado King trade. Yeah, good point. All right, so... Buffalo. You know, what did Buffalo do? Nothing, literally. They are going to eat Kulikov and friends and his contracts. Tim Murray said that the people were asking about him and they just didn't come to a deal. He said he wasn't being too difficult with his asking price, but at the end of the day, just you're the Sabres. You're not going anywhere. Get get some tickets to the lottery. Yeah, that's, that's the thing that I always don't understand. You just sit there and go to yourself, why the hell have you not taken assets for an expiring contract. That's a bit that I've, I'd never understand in this situation. I don't think he was against doing it. I just, he didn't pull the trigger. No, so my point is, though, if they said, oh, we're only going to give you a seventh, take the seventh. Like you said, not having those two players for the rest of the year is not going to, to stop them from making the playoffs because they're not anyway. So it's like... They just, just lost to Colorado and, and Arizona back-to-back. And that's what that's what burnt their chance in reality. You know, they got four points out of those two games. They, you know, you could sit there and go, okay, so we're still kind of in it. 
I don't get why you don't just try and get a couple of assets. How does nobody take Franzen? Flex speed. That's all it is. Yeah, he's that fast. Perceived, but... No, and perceived weakness in the defensive zone. It, it's it's pretty pretty basic stuff, but that feels like where it comes from. So I know I, I know here in Western New York, the, nobody I've <coughs> seen has been too thrilled with that. Um, and then we get to the later portion of the trade deadline. It was a pretty slow day, all things considered. Uh, P.A. Parento goes to Nashville for a six-round pick. Surprised that Jersey couldn't get more there. He's going to fit in nicely. Yeah, he will. Um, I, I can't remember, was it this year or last year that I said that I think Nashville will go really close? Um, it looks as though Philip Forsberg finally becoming the Philip Forsberg we were expecting. Um, He's been that way healthy... for a bit, even without the hot streak. No, but the hot streak's going to have his numbers look a little bit more normal because he was he couldn't buy a goal at the start of the year. So. No, but he he had rebounded on one of our recent podcasts. I think I looked his his points per sixty is two point five three. His goals per sixty one point three zero. He's he's doing good. Yeah, he's doing fine. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, thirteen points uh, since had, had last he... Tuesday. So uh, I think he might be okay. Um, yeah, I think that's a great trade for, for Nashville. And, and their one Achilles heel doesn't seem to be their Achilles heel. So if Pekka Renee can just say at league average or slightly above, then they'll be dangerous. Uh, I think that's it, other than our uh, our Perguins. <laughs> who, who, I, who did I trade little... Flurry, traded Benino for Hansel. Perguins were busy. They were. Um <laughs> that that was very enjoyable just to see the reactions on Twitter and then to see everyone go, oh, holy crap, that's a, that's not true. <laughs> the and Penguins angry about it. were also active, and I thought they did a good job. Yeah, it was, it's really interesting. Like, do you listen to the Steve Dangle podcast at all? Occasionally. Yeah, so I listened to that a fair bit, and it's, it's funny how they were really excited about Corrado and what he could bring to the team, and then he just never got an opportunity with with Babcock. So I'm interested to see if he actually gets a go in Sullivan's system, which should suit he won't what right he now. Skill set. No. He's already, he's well, already they, in the AHL. Now, is Pouliot up or down? He's up. So, okay, let me... It, Thanks to Mike Colligan for helping me out with this because he... Can you please explain it to me because I wasn't reading through all that. <laughs> exactly. Um, Mike's great. Mike knows the CBA stuff inside and out. And uh, during trade deadline time, he, you know, he, he, he got the bat signal in the air. He, he shows up and helps people out. He's, he's, <laughs> he's a true hero in this, uh, in this time of year. And so basically they called Pouliot up today. Then they sent him down in a paper transaction at some point during the afternoon to make him eligible for the AHL playoffs. They also did this with yep. Carter Rowney and Jake Gensel. Gensel? Yep, good. And then they brought him all back up. So Pouliot is up. Pouliot can go back down and play in the AHL playoffs. Pouliot is playing tonight. Really? Oh, yes. that's great. I think, you know, on a team with Crosby and Malkin, I shouldn't be more excited to see uh, some middling defense prospect. But, you know, I'm spoiled. I've seen Crosby and Malkin for a decade. I think you're being generous with the word middling at the moment. Um, not that you and I have a, a bad opinion of him, but the way, he's been, the way he's been handled, I'd put him a little lower than that. But you're right. The, the fact that he's up is very exciting. It'll be good. I'll be very happy to watch that later today. <laughs> So I was concerned that with Shattenkirk being dealt, that maybe the Penguins would try to match that kind of stuff. And I do think, yeah, um, you know, last podcast, I I thought I was fair, but critical of, of some of the Rutherford's moves. But I, I think he did really good here. He didn't overreact. And fourth round pick, Steve Oleksi, who, you know, AHL player, and Eric Fair. Eric Fair had another year for $2 million left on his deal. Uh, that's clearing cap space for next year, which is really yeah. good. Eric Fair, um, okay signing, but the young young kids that have come up have passed him by. The speed system wasn't a fit for him. Um, big goal in game two versus Washington. That, that was huge. And, um, you know, it's a business. You move on. 
You so have no to. no harm, no foul. No. I take it that implies then that, that Kunuckle is going to be healthy um, because that's basically the two players that were fighting for that spot. And or, obviously, or Ralph Shearer or... going to be back in the line. Well, you're right. Rowney's done okay, hasn't he? There, there are options there, you know. Yeah. They're obviously comfortable <laughs> with what they've got. Eric Fair's close to being a replacement-level player this year, so it, it really didn't matter. And they did it without having to retain any salary, too. So is that where the fourth-round draft pick sort of comes into play? I think so. Yeah, that's what but I But then again, too. I don't know. Fourth-round draft pick, if I'm looking at it from a Toronto standpoint, that's the only thing of value they got. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Why do they need Alexi or Fair? Yeah, that that I didn't understand. It's not like they're short of defensive options down in, unless they're worried about all the injuries they've had all year down there and they they just need to fill bodies for the Marlies. Um, I, I can't understand the, the Alexi. I'm glad he's gone, to be honest. It's more of a uh, more of a 50-cuff problem than, than the team needs. Oh, having Frank Corrado is, is, is a good... It's good for Wilkes-Barre right now. Yeah, well, they're moving, gonna, they're moving forward, next year, Corrado will probably get a chance. Because let's be honest, Penguins got like nine rostered NHL caliber defensemen. Now, you know, a chunk of them are hurt. Yeah. But well, when you're a Penguin, there's a chance. You know, Latang, Mata, Daly, all hurt. But Hainsey coming in, uh, uh, the, the next person that I haven't mentioned yet. Mark Streit. I I did not mention him on any of my trade blogs for one simple reason. He played for the Flyers. I didn't think that the Pittsburgh and Philly would come to connect on that. Well, you got to fucking somehow, don't you? Pittsburgh just waited for him to go somewhere else and then scooped him up. Good. He technically should fit. Now, just out of curiosity, he should fit the system, but... Is it going to be one of those things where if he can't make that first outlet pass, he's going to get trapped in the zone like the other defenseman? Because he's not the greatest in skaters, is he? Yeah, I, I don't think shot suppression is quite his thing. I'm not so much worried about the suppression. It's a matter of getting trapped. It's one of the problems that Pittsburgh have had this year. If they miss those outlet passes, um, they, they, they do get trapped in the zone. And, and if he hasn't got the skating ability to skated out on his own, if he can't make that outlet pass, then then Pittsburgh are going to be giving up more chances than they did last year. And, and I know I wrote an article on the, the quality of chances haven't increased, but it's still volume. Um, he's a bottom pairing guy in shots conceded per hour. So if you shelter him, you might be okay. So he's the 31, 31st percentile. But he's 76 percentile in generation, so he's gonna. He's once again Rutherford going with. All right, <laughs> fuck this overrating the defense part of being a defenseman. Let's find guys that can facilitate, and we'll deal with the consequences. Yeah. And uh, quite frankly, I'm I'm I would rather they do that than than collect guys that have no offensive ability but can average defensemen. You know. Yeah, and the thing is, though, the team, well, the team is bleeding more shots this year than it did when they, you know, flipped the switch when Sullivan came on board. They're not giving up a stack of high-danger chances or, or, or really many more medium-danger chances. So if they're happy to give up, you know, shots in the... If, if they're happy to keep their, their high-danger chances down, like they had in the playoffs last year, why not go for somebody that can facilitate the offense? They can get the puck to the guys that can score because they've got a lot of them. So just try and outscore things. That might be how they have to do it. We might have to trade for Steve Alexi again to shut that kid up, huh? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Dude, no. I'm in a public environment. <laughs> <laughs> no, everything you said is correct. Uh, the cool little twist on the deal, other than Pittsburgh waiting for Tampa to get him and then flipping him towards Pittsburgh. Philly's actually um, paying for part of straight salary, 4.7% oh, of it. <laughs> so Philly's actually helping Pittsburgh. Which you never would expect, would you, when you think about it? Has, has he got another year left on his deal, or is he nope, just a UFA, UFA. I, tell you, I, I will give Rutherford credit. You're right. He didn't 
go all in when the all in option wasn't good for the future? Because that was your biggest concern was giving up the future with long term contracts for, for bad players. So yeah, a couple of draft picks have left, but they're not not a lot of high draft picks that have gone. So there's still a chance for the the lottery to, to turn out for them. They got the first round pick, and quite frankly, yeah. um, even if they don't use it on the, at the draft, um, Truba, Hamilton, Duchesne, like that, having that first round pick there. keeps them in yeah. that game. Yeah. So, so you're right. At least he's had a, a, a positive um, effect. I um, I don't know what. Philly's doing there? Why did they want Philpola? He's still got a year left at $5 million and He's slowing down. And, and they've got Couturier anyway. And, and, and whilst I think Couturier is a better player, they, they play in the same... In the, in the same idea, in the same mold, is to be a, a shutdown a shutdown guy that can generate offense. So they've just duplicated two players there. I like what Tampa did, though. Basically, for a seventh round pick, they got rid of. There uh, is a seventh. I don't know. Someone had figured it out. Whatever Tampa paid, it was worth getting Philpola off the books because that's an extra five million yeah. for them, and they really oh, need it. They massive. really need yeah. it. That's a difference between keeping a Tyler Johnson or not. Well, they've got a few. They've got to try and, and get rid of. That's that's the hard part. They've, they've got a few. They've got to tick off the contract. So. That's a, a tough thing to do, and they've, they've done it well. So, yeah, I mean, did we talk Ron Hainsey last part? I can't remember what trades happened. Oh, no, no, uh, we, we didn't. Um, that seems fine for, for me as well. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see where players, like they've gone and grabbed two NHL rostered players in Hainsey and, and Strike. It's like, okay, so... Where do they fit in when everybody comes back? Because like I know Daly will be back late. Marta, I don't know. They they, they put him on long term injured reserve, so that means he's definitely going to be out for the rest of the regular season. I think. Right. Because why so, put him on if you don't need the space? Yeah. So both of them are on there now. No, just. Um, just Daly. Yes. And I can't remember if I saw it or not. He may be out a little bit longer than that. Yeah. I, I could see him not coming back. So tell you what, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. So this team's gotta try and get it together now with twenty games to go. That's the it's the hard part when you've got a team that that, that makes a lot of changes. Um you've gotta try and get everybody in and, and get everybody accustomed to what you want to do and, and get everyone comfortable with each other. So, you know, it's three new, well, two new NHL guys that have come into the into the fray in, you know, in a few days. So we'll see how that all pans out. So top four, at least how I see it, Dumoulin, Latang, Cole Schultz. Yep, and then whatever happens with the bottom. Mata, Hainsey, Strait, Pouliot, Daly. Be great if Pouliot manages to beat out the other guys. Be interesting. He's been playing, well, according to them. I, I'm not watching the shit, no. shit AHL feeds that they basically, like when Hockey Streams was around, I would, because <coughs> we had it, I'd watch well, some of could, it. Well, you could, yeah. Um, but those feeds sucked. They were just the video board. Yeah, it was terrible. I'm not going out of my way finding illegal... Well, here I am talking about hockey streams and then saying, I'm not going out of my way to find an illegal stream. Well, you didn't I mean, I mean a, a crappy there. illegal stream. And, um, <laughs> you know, it would be great. It would be a great thing. It would open up options for the team long term. Yeah. We'll see. He's going up against Chicago tonight. Kane will probably dust him and that'll be that. Well, it seems to be the way, doesn't it? But Hainsey, uh he's probably not going to be the odd man out. I don't I think. think. But here's the thing. I just got a tweet that came across from Jason Mackey of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Rutherford said about Latang, we really don't know how long he's going to be out. What did he do? I don't know, but here's here's where I'm getting a little bit frustrated with all of this. Not at Latang. Well, maybe. 
So I had that article of, of February 1st, yeah, was it? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think it was. Connor Sheary played the whole game. And then he missed a chunk of time. And I was thinking, okay, well, how often does this happen with Pittsburgh? Because it feels like almost all of Latang's injuries, he finishes the game and then he'll miss like five or six games. Well, it's happened earlier this year already where he finishes the game, he missed five or six games. It happened last year where he finished the game, missed a chunk of time, came back for one game, finished the game, and then missed even more time. And now it's happening again. What the? F- <laughs> yeah, their injury assessment seems to be a problem. Like a big problem. I don't. I don't understand how they could be so bad, considering that. Well, it's, you know, when, when they finally worked out it was actually a crack in Sid's neck, more so than concussions, that was causing him not the lengthy delay. They got rid of all of their medical relationships with the company that was doing it and started afresh. And they've still not been able to assess players in-game properly. Well, and we don't avoid... know if the players are lying to them, but... All still, I'm saying it is doesn't December seem to happen. 14th, it doesn't seem to happen as often. December 14th this year, he finishes the game. He misses seven games. Last year, December 1st, played a regular shift, and then um, I don't know how many games. A few. Too many. Came back December 9th. Guess what? More games. It happens with Gino's Melbourne, done so it six as well. games. Yeah. yeah, Gino's on this list that I came up with. I have the shift charts from NHL.com to, to show that, yes, they are completing the games, and then they're missing time. Well, fuck, I'm sick of it. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, it's one of those things where, you know, we watch this for, for entertainment value, and if those two guys aren't on the ice, the team's not as entertaining. So, I thought Pittsburgh did uh, the best they could without uh, a huge trade or, or closing that long-term window because they're going over the top on, <laughs> on, on an all-in type of thing. They'll be an underdog against Washington, but, um, you know... That's fine. I think they have a good a shot as anybody in the league to beat them. Yeah, well, it's one of those things where last year's teams were pretty evenly matched and, and it was Murray stealing, well, that one game when Latang wasn't playing that probably turned the series when you think about it. Um, that's all it takes. It just takes your goalie to be good for a couple of games in a series against teams that are so tight and that could turn it. But the Penguins might need a little bit more than that to, to get past them this time because that, that Washington team looks fantastic. Yeah, they're fun. I like watching them. Yeah, they are. They, they play a great style of hockey. That's the thing. It's, it's not like they're the LA Kings who um, play a crappy style of hockey to watch that are successful. Um, Washington play a style of hockey that's enjoyable to watch. Alright. So, um... I guess last but not least, and it's you know a topic that we've talked about, is um, Flurry didn't get traded. Yeah, so that annoys me in regards to the fact that if they'd been able to move him, they could have made a long-term deal at the deadline and probably kept the cost down because nobody seems to want to pay up, and they. You know, and I, like I said on Twitter, I think it's bad asset management. But you know, Hockey Mish made a good point. See at the trade, see at the at the expansion draft whether they get him moved and and then utilize that cap space that he creates to do something else with the roster. So um, I don't like the com- I mean, they have to say it, but I don't like the comments as well. You know, nothing really ever happened, and he's a big part of the team, and you know, we didn't really want him to go. It's like, look, everybody knew what was going on. Um, I don't think they treated him. If the Penguins could have moved him, they would have, and everything else is a PR spin, and that's fact. Yeah, exactly. And and it, it's frustrating in that um, the responsibility was attempted to be thrown on the Fleury to say, you know, I'll release my no-trade clause, that they really should have, I think they should have been more active earlier in the year or in, in the um, offseason. There's no goalie market. Ryan Miller didn't no. get moved. Yarrow Halak didn't get moved. Both of those guys could have been had 
They're both uh, Ryan Miller being a UFA would have been easier to. Um, yeah. Yarrow Halak has the same term as Flurry, but he's cheaper. I think the Islanders were willing to eat salary. I'm surprised he didn't go somewhere. There's obviously a lack of trust in, in what he can provide, or he's bad in the locker room. I'm not sure which one it is. Or teams are thought... like, you know what? We don't need to sink assets into goaltending. We'll just take our chances with our guys <gasps> that we have. The, they're going to take the Ryan Wilson approach and look for cheap goaltending? I don't know. I mean... Th- I don't think anybody. I don't think they nibbled on Flurry at all. No, no, I, I, I agree. So I, at I, this I moment, agree. Pittsburgh's "quote unquote" goalie insurance that is basically nine oh six all situations goaltending is going to cost them one million nine hundred sixteen thousand six hundred and sixty seven dollars for each of the next four years because they're staring a buyout in the face if this goalie market does not reverse course. Well, yeah, I suppose. I mean, this is a this is an in depth conversation. It will be for later easier on. in the off season, but what if nobody? Well, no, I get there, and I would say to Fleury, if you want to start, we'll let you know trade clause, and we'll trade you to, to who, trade you to the Golden Knights, and you to the Golden Knights, and you can start there. Or you would just tell them the wave is no movement, and they could just take mm-hmm. it. We get one of the two. It, it, that that would be that would be the that's the bailout cause of it. Otherwise, it's buyout time and you eat it. That, like, that's where they Las have Vegas, to. Be. Why do I want him? Because he's a name. That's the only. I like. I, I'm giving you crappy reasons because I Ryan in the Miller, same boat as Ben Bishop. Uh, you know, there's other names too. No, no, I I totally agree. Um. Who knows? It's the problem. It's just there's, an, there's a, we'll call it a flood because there's multiples of um, goalies out there that are comparable or slightly better. So, you know, they're in a bind because Rutherford jumped the gun early. But I, I don't have much more to add on this. Sorry. I mean, we've beat the shit out of this topic. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he doesn't listen. I'm glad he doesn't listen. <laughs> Uh, are there any other trades like uh, that you can sort of see that jump out at you in regards to what the hell were they thinking? I mean, I think LA made their roster worse, but um, no, I got some maybe... um, Rutherford quotes that he's he's, yeah, speaking, far away. he's speaking right now. Said Penguins pushed early for Strite. Price was too high, then it dropped. He was on our short list of defensemen we wanted to acquire. As the day went on, we made it happen. Um, he Happy can play better. with one of our younger guys, uh, Chad or Pouliot, for example. That was an important addition. So maybe they are looking at Pouliot to play a little bit. That would be uh, – he's got to get a extended look at some point. So. Yeah, yeah, well, we, we've said that all year, though. Like, I would have given him that extended look at the start of the year, but, you know, what do I know? But we got injuries. He did finally get called up. And um, – Yeah. Let's see. Look, it's now, did Shane Dunn get traded or not? No. He, no. he right. said he'd be willing to go to Pittsburgh or Washington. Well, Shane, really? I got some news for you. I, too, would like to go to Pittsburgh or Washington. But guess what? They probably have the similar interest in me as they do you. <laughs> That's a brilliant way to put it. That's so funny. <laughs> but he, he to, to Dunn's credit, he did come out and say he's like, I'm a 40-year-old fourth-line winger who wants to go to a contender. He's like, well, what do you want? Yeah, no, that makes pretty good sense. But, um, yeah, just like, what the hell? Um, I've got a few questions that came through. Did you get some as well? I forgot to tweet it out, but I know I retweeted your the Hockey Hurts account. So what are they? Um, well, let's go back to the – First, uh, first one. Who do you reckon will be the the Pens' top six day when they're all healthy? That was from um, Tim Moen Wall. I think I can't read that properly. We kind of answered that before. I think in in regards to that because you reckon Zumalin, Latang, Kyle Schultz, and then you got that combo. So maybe it is going to be Strike and um, and Puglia, I hope. Well, Hainsey, I I think would be in there, and we haven't even discussed Mata. I don't know. I no, think it'll no. be. Um... Injuries will play a role. 
who's playing well, they have options now. Now the problem Which is, is good. the problem is how many of them are top four legit. Well, thanks. Dumoulin. Well, I mean, he's, he's shown he's Ken. Yeah, no, that's true. But then Mata hasn't really. Well, he had that one year that everybody thought, yep, he's a... Uh, he was a bottom this, this is, Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, you know, Trevor Daly fluked his way into it last year. Um, well, Justin Schultz has, has shown me this year that he could be. I think, I think you should count him for this year. He has done it, so... Yeah, and, and I think Cole's been quite quite capable in that, that role. So you do have a defenseman that can be capable of being top four, as long as you don't ask them to go beyond their role. So... Um, that works, and then it is just a matter of, of filling out the rest of it with the with the other assets they've got sitting there waiting to be used. So you're right; they've got options, and, and it's going to come down to to um, to Martin to work out how he wants to work them. I'm good if Daly doesn't play another game, not for the reason why he is is out, but hasn't been good. He was struggling. No, he was the Australian. It's, it's funny. This version of Daly is the one he warned us about when the trade occurred. I don't know what happened. I think Pittsburgh got every drop out of him during that run. Busted ankles. No, I don't think that's why he's playing the way he is this year. I mean, this lines up with his big sample. Yeah, I know. I, look, it's one of those things, if you look at it in that context, I think it was just the freedom. I think he just got told, go out and play. Don't try and think your way through the system go out and play and he did and it can be invigor- reinvigorating for players but you know it just sort of sucks yeah so they got options and Rutherford provided them those options and uh, deserves credit for that yeah good price points so, well, too yeah, considering it was exactly. the deadline uh, but, well you never know what the overpayment could be and he managed to not so he's done well oh and that tweet came out at like 3 p.m. Penguins have two trade calls and I'm like oh fuck are we doing a yeah, Dupree I, Lovejoy thing or are we what are we doing I, I, I woke up and saw that like my alarm went off at, at 4 o'clock in the morning here and and that's 3 o'clock your time and I'm going oh no and I'm having to get ready to get on the plane which I miss and um, it was like I couldn't find out what had happened until I got to the airport and Thankfully, it wasn't anything crazy. No, but you just don't know. No, no, you don't. I knew it wasn't a flurry trade because people were confirming that. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) But the first one's Uh, fair, and I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, why are they clearing space? (laughs) Yeah. Is Kulikov coming, (laughs) goddammit? No, the answer was no. He did well. Um, what um, What's the next question? Uh, next question is, you know, are Gimler and Dones' careers over after this season? Um, they could be. I'll, look, buddy, the Coyotes will have Dones back again on the cheap if he's willing to go cheap. Um, I think this is a Gimler's blonde song. I think he just gets there and goes, if I can't win here, then I'm... I, sh- I should be done because he, he's lost a step and he really did struggle in Colorado and I don't think that his Alex points per 60 is .88 at even strength and that's just not great yeah so I, I would say yes yes to both to be honest yes yeah, I think again, they're the wonderful career yeah yeah, yeah. no oh. knock on him he'll be one of those one of those players that'll that'll get shafted for you know, historical thought processes because he couldn't couldn't actually find a cup. That's really not his fault in this sport. No, it's amazing he got to a final. Well, that was dead, dead, dead puck era by the time he got to that in 2004. Or did he get to that? <coughs> Excuse me. No. Um, yeah, I don't really care what Doan does. Stay in Arizona, retire. I don't care either. Just, Just stop injuring players. Yep. Yeah. And then last one I've got here is um, McNutty for Prez. The most likely outcome for Fleury, trade or a buyout. Well, you've rested the number, so I'm really hoping they find a trade. 
Trade would be ideal. It would. Um, I, the, the buyout would just be a frustrating element of poor asset management and all the good stuff that, that Rutherford's done in the last last couple of years since he's been here. Um, that signing of the Fury contract and then the ending of it, mm. I think will either highlight or tarnish the time he's had here. So, basically, well, I guess that does it. You got a plane to hopefully catch. I do. So if if we can uh, wrap this up, we can probably get this thing posted before I get on it. Okay, patreon.com slash hockey hurts to donate money to the cost for the servers, pretty much. (laughs) And... HockeyHurts.com, at Walshy66, at Hockey underscore Hurts, at Gunner Stahl. HockeyBuzz.com for my Penguins articles. Thank you, for everybody, for um, reading. Um, obviously, web traffic goes way up at the deadline. It's always uh, much appreciated to see the new listeners or readers. Uh, stick around. I, I write daily. It's not just trade deadline, so... Um, hopefully my, my work's good enough to, to keep you sticking around, I guess. And last but not least, iTunes. If you're on that, give us a little review. You don't have to write a review. Click the star or whatever. Are there reviews on Android? Yeah, it just depends on what, just depends on what application you use. That's the thing. I almost all have reviews in it. Like I've got, uh, I use, uh, player FM and, um, you can review the, the podcast inside of that. Then do that. It would be Please. much appreciated. And you have a safe flight. Enjoy uh, Melbourne. Hopefully. Is that <laughs> the one, we'll is that the one where we're 16 hours off? I believe so. Okay. We don't have a schedule moving forward, but I, I imagine we'll figure something out. We'll, we'll work it out. It might be easier because um, I'm on holidays, so I might be able to fit your schedule. All right. Soak in them summer rays. Hopefully. So, all right. We're going to wrap this up. He's going to package this, get it out quicker, and uh, we'll see you next time. Gotcha.